This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Next, we move to a topic that is a huge concern for our listeners here on Fight Back. It's an issue that could decide the next provincial election, hydro rates. The premier says she hears us on this. The provincial portion of the HSD is set to come off our bills this month. But, and it's a pretty big buck, the additional cost of cap and trade will be added to the bills. And the Ontario government, as recently as last month, has maintained that prices are still, quote, in the middle of the pack. Do you think that's true? Some reliable sources disagree. We want to hear from you. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. As a matter of fact, we're going to be taping an episode of our TV show, The Zoomer, on this subject, and there will be an opportunity to join our studio audience. So grab a pen so we can give you details on that when we hit the end of this segment. Uh, As I said, we would like to hear from you about your hydro bills, the problems you have with it. And right now I have independent energy advisor, Tom Adams. Hi, Tom. Hey, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Just great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, What are our Happy New Year hydro bills going to be like? (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, they're pretty close to the same. Um, uh, You know, there's there's the reduction um, uh, in power rates arising from the provincial portion of the HST coming off. Uh, of course, that just simply transfers the cost to, um, you know, our other pocket as taxpayers. Um, um, so, you know, in terms of sustainable savings or real savings, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, <laughs> kind of shuffling the deck chairs. Um, uh, there is the uh, increased cost of the uh, cap and trade program that uh, hits us in other ways. It's not particularly a big hit on electricity costs, but of course, it gets us on uh, diesel fuel, propane, natural gas, uh, 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 gasoline for our cars. I mean that that is going to filter down uh, into a big uh, overall cost impact, some of which is a direct impact, um, but a lot of it's an indirect impact, the indirect impact probably bigger than the direct impact that you would see at the pump or see on your home natural gas bill. So overall cost of energy is going, uh, uh, you know, just keeps going up and, and that, that, you know, that, that's not a big deal for some people, but for some people, it's a really big deal. For a lot of employers, it's a big deal. So, you know, the the, the concern here is, is, a, is a major, yeah, I mean, we've got a major public policy problem on our hands here. 
Okay, uh, let's start with residential power rates because, uh, as I noticed, the, as I noted, the Ontario government keeps saying we're just in the middle of the t- the pack. But uh, according to Hydro Quebec, which did a report for 2016, it said that by April, last April, Ontario's residential power rates were the highest in Canada, and since that time, rates have actually increased another three percent. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, so, you know, Ontario now has the highest power rates in Canada. That didn't used to be the case, of course. Um, uh, some of your listeners will probably remember where Ontario was one of the cheaper uh, um, power jurisdictions, you know, in the developed world. Um, but that's, that's that, you know, that's history. Um, uh, and the the the, the, the hydro Quebec study that um, uh, you know that often gets referred to in comparing power rates, it's a very reliable source of information um, uh, for comparing amongst almost all the Canadian jurisdictions. Um, uh, but when it comes to comparing against U.S. jurisdictions, there's much better data out there. Um, the U.S. Department of Energy uh, uh, has an information service, uh, information administration, it's called, and they publish just beautiful information that makes it uh, quite easy to do the comparison. And when you stack it up, uh, Ontario's power rates are substantially above U.S. average. Um, U.S. average has, has been pretty static for several years now whereas Ontario rates have been uh, uh, moving up steadily. So we're, we're losing competitiveness all the time. Uh, we're, we're now at about the 20th percentile um, and, and rising. Um, uh, so, you know, our, our competitiveness is really getting to be worse and worse all the time. Okay, so basically uh, our rates are 13% or so above the average for the U.S., but for people with a low density rate, that's rural customers, we've heard from a lot of rural customers, uh, that's 45% above the U.S. average. What's up with that? Well, actually, there are very few jurisdictions in the United States you have to really cherry pick through to find, uh, you know, a handful of customers in the U.S. that pay power rates that are worse than the, um, you know, the, the, the rates that are paid by people in low density rural areas served by Hydro One. Um, uh, that's the, the, the people in in rural areas in Ontario get get kind of a triple whammy um, on energy costs. The, the, you know, they pay much higher power rates than than average across Ontario. Um, uh, they tend to use more electricity than than other customers because they tend to, very few of them have access to natural gas. Um, you know, so they need. Uh, um, they've got electric water heaters still, and uh, you know, and a, a higher penetration of electric heating. Um, so, so they're 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 paying higher rates. They're they're, um, they're using more electricity because they don't have alternative uh, uh, fuels, and they tend to be lower income. So you, you kind of put that whole cocktail together. There's a real there's a lot of pain out there. Um, uh, real suffering from uh, people, particularly in rural Ontario. 
Okay. Uh, I would like to hear from some people who have to suffer with these bills. Uh, also, so what do you think about, you know, confirmation that you're paying so much more than Americans uh, and that residential rates here in Ontario are the highest in Canada? Please let us know what you think. The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm on the line with Tom Adams, and we're talking about these rates. We are supposed to be getting a break from the government this month, but uh, it looks like, at best, rates will stay more or less where they they are. We're not going to notice that these bills are a little easier to deal with, Tom, right? That's more or less the case. There is a a slight decrease in this tax level, Um, uh, so, so that'll give... Really, what what I think is momentary relief. Um, uh, um, the, 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 the overall cost of power keeps going up. Um, demand for you, uh, uh, electricity, the, the amount of power that we're consuming across the entire uh, Ontario economy, has declined significantly um, uh, over, for now over ten years. Um, uh, so the, we're, we're not able to spread the rising cost over, um, you know, some increase in usage. So the, the, the rate problem, the, the, the basic kind of outlook is that the, the misery of our power bills is more or less fixed uh, um, now. No, really, the... the Future governments, um, uh, and even our current government, if they change their mind about a lot of things and try to really contain the uh, costs, there's there's little they can do uh, in the long run, um, rather uh, other than simply shifting a lot of costs to taxpayers. Uh, and it looks like they're doing that. Well, yeah, um, uh, you know, if the provincial portion of HSP comes off, of course that creates. Um, about a billion dollar a year, you know, worse problem for the provincial deficit. Um, so, you know, that means either higher taxes on everything else uh, uh, or lower services or, you know, cutbacks in government uh, spending in other other departments. Or, or, you know, or a higher deficit. And, uh, you know, like, we, we look like we're getting all three. Um, okay. Uh, so... It, we're getting this this big whammy. Uh, in the meantime, the government is trying to look like it's doing something about it. Um, so uh, how does this play into the fact that uh, in addition to all of that, you know, a bill can be very difficult to read? Oh, Ontario power bills are not designed to be understandable. Uh, on the contrary, I think... Somewhere along the line, uh, ten years ago or more, the, um, uh, the, the the kind of brain trust over there at Queens Park started to recognize that um, uh, if people couldn't understand their power bills, it's much less likely that the people who are actually you know pulling the strings and making the decisions are going to be held to account for it. Uh, it, it, it our power bills have just become a, a nightmare of confusing. Uh, lingo and uh, confusing calculations. 
you know, it, it makes it very difficult for people to compare um, uh, their costs, you know, with other jurisdictions and whatnot. <laughs> like, for example, your power bill has um, has categories of cost on them that are unique to Ontario. They don't exist anyplace else. Uh, we've got things on our power bill called, uh, uh, they're kind of buried underneath the, the hood. Uh, you know, if you kind of look at the moving parts under your power bill, you come into these weird creatures like the global adjustment. Um, uh, you know, what the heck is that? Well, global adjustment turns out to be a slush fund that the Ontario government uses to pay for all of its extravagant electricity experiments, one kind or another. <laughs> I, I, love your, I love your use of the term, Tom. Let's uh, take a call from Margaret in Scarborough. Hi, Margaret. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Um, I'm talking about the price of hydro. Yep. What I use in hydro... Is cheaper than the three charges they put on after that. Right. And they've given out now two bills a month. It's not even a month. It was 28 days the last, the one I paid last. Uh-huh. And I'd like to know what this recover, regularity is. I know what delivery is, but if you put regularity, delivery, and HST, it cost me more than, than I than the hydro did. Okay, Tom, what is regularity? Uh, I, I think what she's referring to as the regulatory charge. Um, uh, this, uh, it, it, the, 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 the root complaint here that I'm, I'm hearing is this oh. problem of the, the, um, the amount of power consumed and the cost of the, the actual consumption yeah. lower you know, than the other chart, less than half of, the, of her total bill. It is? is it's not less than half as I put the HST, the regularity, and delivery. It's more yeah. than I use in hydro. Yes, yes, that's what yeah. Tom's saying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I take the point. Um, uh, now, of course... Um, uh, oh, it, dear it, God. It, that's... This problem of of your energy usage being less than half of your total bill um, uh, is, I mean, it's, it's a it's a glaring problem, especially for. Um, I know it's a glaring problem. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> now you're being honest. <laughs> no, that that's absolutely right. But if you did look at your natural gas bill. Um, I don't uh, have gas. Okay. Uh, um, well, I, it, I'm heated by hydro, and I cook with hydro. Do you do you live um, in a rural area? Is, are you served by hydro? No, yes. Scarborough. She lives in Scarborough. Scarborough. Six years. And and no natural gas. Okay. Uh, I don't have gas. No. I'm talking about hydro. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Um, um, a, a lot of, I mean, the reason I raised the gas issue is because a, a, a lot of uh, a small household natural gas consumers in, uh, uh, in Toronto also have a situation where the, the cost of the gas they actually consume is less than half of the total bill. Um, uh, for, if you're a very small user... Um, I, uh, I thought I was. 
<laughs> right. But you know, it, it, in this business of two bills a month, it's more expensive for the whole country. But that's because that... there's more garbage now. Uh, for 28 days, it cost me $541 and change. Yeah, and you're you're presumably are are you a Zoomer? Are you a senior? I'm a senior. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big bill. I, and that's only for twenty eight days. Yeah. And, and that's 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 a, you 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 paying a lot for electricity, um, uh, and you you know um, no you actually might be able to save money uh, if you were able to heat your house uh, um, uh, with with natural gas oh for god's sake do you think i'm going to put all that at 83 years old i'm going to put all that money out to change over no, all i, I want to know is what in the name of god is going on with the people that are filling their pockets with money instead of being honest with us. Well, the, I think those bills are an example, and we're trying to, to get to this of how they're not being honest with us, because as Tom was pointing out, and as you're saying, uh, the the extra charges are more than, than what and we're I consuming. And electricity. Absolutely, and those bills are hard to read. And you know what, uh, Margaret, that's what we are trying to change here. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, she's a feisty lady, and I, I hope the politicians are listening to her. Yeah, I mean, a bill over five hundred bucks, and and less than half of her bill is is for the commodity that she's consuming. You know, that's not a good sign. Something is terribly wrong with the way the whole system runs. Um, it, 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 most of the distribution utilities for the delivery charge. If you look over the last 10 years, um, uh, most of the distribution utilities in Ontario have been able to contain their cost increases to around the rate of inflation. That's not been the case for um, Hydro One or Toronto Hydro. They're outliers, and their their distribution charges have been going through the roof. It's completely unacceptable. I mean, these are utilities that, that uh, should be living within their means, but they've not really been supervised. And the, you know the, the the misery of this poor woman's power bill is uh, is a testament to to just a, a system that's really broken down. Okay, uh, before we go, let's try to take one more call. Bob in Port Colborne. Hi, Bob. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Just a small uh, complaint about the hydro bill. Like everyone else, I suppose. I live out in the country, and uh, my hydro bill, December, January, February, are uh, over twelve hundred bucks a month. Wow. And uh, the house is electric heat. When I built the house in 72, the hydro, they were pushing electricity. And your gentleman, uh, I guess he probably would know about that, but they were pushing electricity back then. So I said to a hydro guy yesterday I I met with, I said to him, I should sue the hydro for (laughs) convincing me. But anyway, uh, it's it's outrageous. It's just uh, it's gone crazy. That's my comment. Yep, yep. We're we're again. We're trying to send a message on this. It's just uh, it's just too much. Twelve hundred dollars a month, and plus, it's too much for the winter months. Uh Oh, this is you're you're really on to something here. Um, uh, In Ontario's electricity history, we went through several cycles of um, uh, of government pushing people into electric heating. 
Um, yeah. uh, there was, you know, there was the Talking Furnace on TV, uh, ad, an ad series um, uh, that the old Ontario Hydro ran. And there was the Live Better Electrically campaign, um, uh, and th- there was a, a big push for electric heating in the early 70s. That, that was late, late 60s, early 70s. That's right. You, you got caught up in that one. There was another one in the in the early 1980s. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, at the time, it, you know, it looked like, well, you know, electricity was pretty reasonably priced, certainly by comparison to today and relative to other fuels. Um, uh, it, it wasn't, you know, it was nearly uh, not the kind of cost penalty we see today. So, no, no. Oh, okay, sure. let's let's just try. Thanks, Bob, for your call. Uh, let's just try to take one more really quickly. John in Brampton. Hi there, John. Yeah, hi. This will be quick. Okay, good. Uh, I'd like you to, I'd, I'd love to see it published in the star, I get the star or whatever it might be published in, in what salaries and commissions and goodies that our hydro people get. Well, that's on the sunshine to, list. Compared to the people doing a similar job, the same job in the United States of America. Tom? Yeah, um, there are benchmarking studies that have looked at this. Um, uh, and, and actually, what the, the studies find is something that's kind of counterintuitive. Um, uh, executive compensation uh, uh, for the, certainly for the crown owned uh, um, uh, electric utilities, is very competitive, um, uh, in, in many cases, lower cost here. The the but the overall cost of labor um, for for the non-executive ranks um, are very substantially above uh, market rates uh, in many segments of the electricity sector. There, we do have uh, you know issues. Uh, I think customers are bearing an unfair burden. Uh, around very high compensation, very high post-employment and benefits. Um, uh, this is this is a legacy from a long kind of history of uh, electricity uh, labor relations. It's a it, you know there has to be fair solutions for this, but the cost of labor is a big piece of what you're paying with your power bill. Okay, Tom. Um... Thanks for that. Uh, There's a lot more to talk about on this issue. And as I said, we will be taping an edition of the Zoomer with experts and politicians. And we want to send a message to the government on hydro rates that this little uh, so-called reduction is not enough. Uh, This is going to take place next Wednesday afternoon, January the 18th. If you'd like to join our studio audience... To send the government this message, you can go online at zoomerlive.com. That's zoomerlive, one word, dot com. Or you can call 603-416-603-4740. I'm going to repeat that at the end of the show. Tom Adams, thanks very much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.